0: Welcome to How to Live Cancer-Free with Bill Henderson, best-selling author of three books on healing cancer successfully. Now, here's Bill Henderson.
1: Hello, folks. Thanks for tuning in to How to Live Cancer-Free on webtalkradio.net. We're glad to have you, and we're going to have some wonderful information for you here on the show today. Before we get started in that, though, we want to give you kind of an update of the current information that's going on in the news about cancer. And one of our wonderful folks at WebTalk Radio will be talking to you shortly for a few minutes about that. So stay tuned, and I'll be back shortly.
2: Thanks, Bill. For WebTalk Radio, I'm Anthony DeVoe. Well, Bill, the word is out. Studies show that broccoli can treat cancer, respiratory diseases, and more. Many people might not be aware of this, but along with spinach and kale, broccoli is one of the most nutritious regular vegetables in existence. Indeed, this cruciferous, cabbage-like vegetable, which was first grown in the Italian province of Campania, was seen as uniquely valuable among the ancient Romans due to its significant healing properties. When Italian immigrants introduced broccoli to the United States at the beginning of the 20th century, it became a favorite vegetable among the settlers, and its popularity continues to grow today. In fact, broccoli consumption has increased over 940% in the West in the last 25 years, possibly because an ever-increasing number of studies show just how good it is for us. Research has shown that broccoli is effective at preventing and treating several types of cancer. For example, a review published in Recent Patents on Endocrine, Metabolic, and Immune Drug Discovery in 2013 concluded that cruciferous vegetables such as broccoli exhibited anti-tumor activity. The researchers also noted that the isothiocyanates in broccoli, which are known antioxidants, could inhibit the cell viability of human cervical cancer cells, human pancreatic cancer cells, human hepatocellular carcinoma cells, human ovarian cancer cells, and have anti-inflammatory properties in the treatment of human T-cell leukemia cells. Another review published in the Asian Pacific Journal of Cancer Prevention in 2013 also ascribed broccoli's anti-cancer benefits to its concentrations of isothiocyanates. though the researchers admitted that the chemopreventive effect of these compounds are not yet fully understood. One cup of chopped broccoli provides us with 135% of our recommended daily allowance of vitamin C and 116% of our recommended daily allowance of vitamin K. Aside from being a powerful antioxidant that helps scavenge cell-damaging free radicals from the body, vitamin C also aids the synthesis of collagen, which is an essential part of our connective tissue, thereby providing us with anti-aging benefits. Vitamin K, on the other hand, aids blood clot formation and helps maintain bone health. Without adequate amounts of vitamin K in our diets, we can suffer from excessive bleeding and, in the worst cases, bone diseases such as osteoporosis. A study published in Clinical Immunology in March 2009 found that a molecule found within isothiocyanates called sulforaphane can protect us from the respiratory inflammation that leads to asthma, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, and other common respiratory conditions. According to the study, the sulforaphane increased the production of antioxidant enzymes in human subjects, thereby guarding them from excessive free radical exposure associated with inhaling polluted air, vehicle fumes, and cigarette smoke. These results suggest that regular consumption of broccoli, which just so happens to be one of the greatest natural sources of sulforaphane, can help protect us from environmental toxins. Broccoli is also high in many other health-boosting nutrients. Firstly, one cup of chopped broccoli supplies us with 9% of our recommended daily allowance of dietary fiber, which helps to sweep the colon of accumulated waste, promote regularity, and absorb sugar from the intestinal tract. Secondly, broccoli is packed with essential minerals such as iron, calcium, magnesium, manganese, selenium, and potassium, which work in tandem to aid our body's natural processes. Thirdly, broccoli is rich in vitamin A, which helps maintain vision. It is also a fantastic weight loss food, since it contains minimal calories and fats, and possesses a virtually non-existent glycemic load. According to the Linus Pauling Institute, broccoli is best consumed raw, since heat interferes with the enzyme that releases isothiocyanates, limiting the number of them that our bodies can absorb. That's a look at Cancer in the News this week. For Web Talk Radio, I'm Anthony DeVoe. Now back to you, Bill.
1: Hello, folks. Thanks for listening in today to How to Live Cancer-Free. You're going to get some very useful information today, and one of the reasons is a gentleman named Tom Calarco, who is going to help you to learn some up-to-date information about the cancer in the news and other subjects he may want to bring to you. Tom's an interesting gentleman. He's 64 years old. He's a author of five books on uh, the Underground Railway of uh, helping uh, slaves and so on back in the Civil War period. Very interesting gentleman. He has his own show here on Web Talk Radio. But he's also very, very interested in natural healing and has uh, volunteered to take over the portion of the show here where we bring you up-to-date information. And Tom's going to do that, and I suggest strongly that you listen to him. You'll enjoy it. So thank you, folks, for listening, and stay tuned.
0: Thanks, Bill. You may have heard Bill talk about the documentary Cancer is Curable Now that was released last year, in which he appeared in along with 30 other international experts on cancer. Bill says the movie is one of the best ways to share information about cancer treatments your oncologist may not be offering, and it's an easy way to introduce family members and friends who may not initially... Be open to exploring alternative treatment. The film explains that alternative treatment experts, though not widely known, are available to help people cure themselves. One important scene in the movie that is a good reminder for all of us is when one of the experts says cancer doesn't just strike you all of a sudden. You have been brewing conditions inside your body for decades. It makes us realize that if we have cancer, and want to cure it, that we have to change the lifetime of habits that brought it on. The good news is that the film provides advice on how to do just that. The DVD of Cancer is Curable Now can be purchased online at Cancer is Curable Now. That's one word. Canceriscurablenow.com Or, you can also download it at Canceriscurablenow.org A new book... By Morton Walker, Cancer's Cause, Cancer's Cure. The Truth About Cancer, Its Causes, Cures, and Prevention, published by Hugo House Publishers, is on Bill's recommended list. The author of 91 books on health, earning him the title, the world's leading medical journalist on holistic medicine, Walker calls this book his most important because it explains how cancer originates and how it gets repaired. The book highlights French microbiologist Dr. Mirko Beljanski, who developed herbal treatments to combat prostate cancer that have met with great success in human clinical trials at Columbia University's Medical Center for Holistic Urology. The book, Cancer's Cause, Cancer's Cure, by Morton Walker, is now available at Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble both in hard copy and ebook, An interesting website you may want to consider visiting is com based in the United Kingdom. It's chock full of interesting and informative material on alternative cancer treatment and includes a section with a large number of significant films about cancer. One blog entry on the site responds to the familiar question, why natural cancer therapies are not tested by governments or the pharmaceutical industry. It states that the FDA, UK and pharmaceutical industry do not test natural products because they cannot be patented. The simple fact is that there is no money to spend to do trials on unpatentable, unprofitable treatments. Furthermore, It is against the policy of all mainstream medical journals to publish any research coming from anything other than allopathic, that being mainstream, sources. This is why you never hear of success stories, case studies, or findings on substances like vitamin D3, iodine, B17, or sodium bicarbonate from the mainstream. So in the absence of constructive insight from the media, government, or, pharmaceutical industry, we have to rely on independent researchers and health professionals for the discoveries and cutting edge information. To further mine the wealth of information on the Totnes site, go to Totnes, that's T O T N E S, cancerhealthcenter.com. It's all one word with center spelled C E N T R E. One of Bill's favorite health practitioners is Dr. Judy Seeger, N.D. of Merritt Island, Florida, the queen of detoxing. The more chemicals in the food you eat, the more it brings your immune system down, is her mantra. One of her detox suggestions is called juice therapy. Drink freshly squeezed green juices like collard greens, bok choy, beetops, and dark leafy lettuce. You can add a squeeze of fresh lemon and ginger to give it more taste. And drink eight cups a day when you're doing a detox. Otherwise, one to three cups for general cleansing. To learn more from Dr. Judy Seeger, ND, go to DetoxDietWorks.com. That's D E T O X DietWorks, one word.com. Now, this week, Bill will be talking to Dr. Douglas Cook, whom Bill calls the world's greatest dentist. Dr. Cook has healed hundreds of people from serious health issues, including cancer, chronic severe pain, and lots of other degenerative conditions. This is Tom Calarco. Be sure to listen to my show on webtalkradio.net, From Slavery to Freedom, on which we unlock the mysteries of the Underground Railroad and recall tales from the Civil War. And until next week, stay healthy, my friends.
3: Well, hello folks, it's Bill Henderson again with How to Live Cancer Free, where we try each week to bring you information on webtalkradio.net that will help you heal your cancer if you have it, or if you don't, of course, avoid it completely. And we're certainly going to do that today. We have a real treat for you today. The interview I'm doing in the second half of the show with Dr. Douglas Cook is one of those that you must hear. Uh, Literally, this is, is your life we're talking about here. It has to do with your dental health. And this is one of the best informed dentists I have ever met. I've met quite a few of them, as most of you know. If you've listened to this show for a while, you know how how adamant I am about the primary source of, of our health problems being in our jaw. And this is one of the experts on the subject that I'm going to talk to. And he is probably the best informed dentist I have ever met. And believe me, you'll want to read his book. And you'll want to listen to this interview. It's going to teach you a lot that you need to know about your dental health that your dentist does not know. I can guarantee you that. And, of course, your doctor doesn't know any of it. But 99-plus percent of dentists do not know what this gentleman is going to talk to you about. And you need to learn it so that you can figure out a competent dentist and and not rely on one that doesn't know the type of things that you need him, him or her to know to keep your health. Well, I have a couple of interesting items in the cancer in the news today. But before I get to that, I want to talk to you about a company that I love called Green Supreme Incorporated in Western Pennsylvania. These folks are just wonderful people. The viruses that one run the company are very compassionate, caring people, and they grow uh, young barley leaves, which are processed into, into little green pills that I take every day. They also make them in capsules if you like the veggie caps better than the pills you can get them that way but they're called green they're called barley power the company is Green Supreme and their website is greensupreme.net and they have quite a few other products also that are quite useful for your health i particularly love the barley power because it does so much for your health including get your body alkaline which will keep it free from most degenerative conditions And it uh, provides with literally every enzyme in your human body, 3,000 or so of the enzymes, about 72 trace minerals, and 20 amino acids. So this is one of the most healthy things you can possibly eat. It's like eating a big plate of vegetables. I would get these if you don't have them, certainly I recommend them for all the cancer patients I work with, and they've helped lots of them heal. Uh, the phone number to find these uh, these products and talk to them about getting uh, them shipped. Uh, there are various, various types of the Barley Power Pills you can explore. Uh, the phone number is 1-800-358-0777. These folks are on Eastern Time. Remember that. If you're outside the United States, you can dial area 724-946-9057. Don't forget to ask them for their special offers for cancer patients, by the way. Well, as most of you know, if you've read my book, I've been very skeptical about uh, so-called evidence-based medicine and medical science. And what I discovered uh, a while ago is a a story about a, a Greek doctor who has become quite famous. His name is John Ioannidis and what he's made his career on is exposing the untrustworthy nature of medical research and he's become very celebrated as one of the top medical scientists in the world and he worries because the medical research system is so broken that he says it cannot ever be fixed. We almost have to start over. He first became aware of problems in medical science as a young researcher when he realized that even for well-researched diseases that doctors tended to make their treatment decisions based on intuition and sort of basic guidelines rather than the solid research that was available so he became involved in the evidence-based medicine movement and wanted to help doctors get better evidence-based medicine well he discovered pretty soon that there just wasn't any of this. There is no such thing as evidence-based medicine. Uh, the uh, medical researchers, he says, are ask the wrong research questions. They set up studies to deliver certain results, which are wanted by the sponsor of the research, which is usually a drug company even in Europe and certainly in this country, they recruit the wrong research populations, they take the wrong measurements, they analyze their data poorly, and they present their results inaccurately. He concluded all this and he finally said that the researchers want to achieve specific results and either consciously or unconsciously they make sure to get them. Well this sort of confirmed my suspicions which uh, I had read about but this is very definitely on target. Here's what Dr. Ioannidis says, at every step in the process there is room to distort results, a way to make a stronger claim or to select what is going to be concluded. says Ioannidis, there is an intellectual conflict of interest that pressures researchers to find whatever it is that is most likely to get them funded (laughs) and that's for sure to get the next uh, funding from the drug companies or whoever the sponsor is they make the answer come out correctly so that they the sponsors like it basically this is unfortunately very very common among medical researchers and of course the they're dependent on getting their studies published in the journals and of course in order to get them in the journals they have to say things that are that are complementary to the uh, to the pharmaceutical companies because most of the medical journal income comes from the ads run by for pharmaceutical companies. So uh, what he did was publish two highly influential papers in 2005, Dr. Ioannidis, and what he worked on is a mathematical proof to show with only small levels of researcher bias how much uh, mistakes could be made and what he found was that 80% of the non-randomized studies were just wrong. In another paper he, he showed that the 40 of the 49 most influential studies of the last 30 years that were later retested 41% were eventually proven wrong. And what these included of course was the studies that led to hormone replacement therapy as a treatment for menopause symptoms which turned out to be a a major cause of cancers and all kinds of things, and the one that led doctors to recommend that patients take an aspirin pill daily to prevent heart attacks. Both of these were proven completely wrong. So, be careful, folks. Uh, Your docs generally do not have evidence of what they're prescribing for you that is adequate, and the best way to heal yourself is to do it yourself, literally, and I urge people every day to do that and I will continue to, believe me, uh, because every day it gets confirmed that what we're talking about here is health and how to stay healthy, and believe me, we have to do it ourselves. Well, another story about a mother who was on trial for murder after allegedly failing to administer chemotherapy drugs to her son. You may have heard about this case. Her name is Kristen Labrie and she is from the uh, Boston Massachusetts area and her son was being treated at Massachusetts General Hospital for his cancer and uh, the doctor of course had prescribed chemotherapy drugs and her son had gotten very sick from the drugs and at one point had to be admitted to the hospital for uh, a a flu that got, got so bad because his immune system was destroyed by the chemotherapy drugs That basically she, out of just pure sympathy for her son, stopped giving him the drugs. Well, now that her son has died, she has been accused by the state of Massachusetts of uh, being responsible for the death of her son. And she is charged with assault and battery on a disabled person with injury. That's one of the charges. Assault and battery on a child with substantial injury is another one reckless endangerment of a child and murder but believe it or not she is being tried for the murder of her son because she was uh, sensitive enough to his deeds that she said she couldn't bear to give him any more chemotherapy drugs which were literally making him sicker and sicker this is the kind of world we live in folks and you have to be aware of this Uh, believe me there are uh, uh, lots of states where the child protective societies look out for parents who do not uh, agree to their, their son or daughter having chemotherapy done and will pursue the parent, literally, as the responsible person if the, the child gets worse. And, of course, in many cases, uh, the chemotherapy drug makes them worse and the other treatment that the parent would prefer would have made them better and probably healed them, but uh, that's not the consideration. It is simply the standard of care, and if the parent doesn't comply with that, uh, they are pursued by the authorities. So beware, folks. Be careful. Well, I have two other great sponsors here, as most of you know. One of them is a company in South Carolina called Transfer Point, who makes a product called beta 1 3d glucan which i take every morning for my immune system to keep it strong and it is apparently quite strong because i don't get colds or flu or anything and i feel good and i'm i'm in good condition for my age certainly and what these folks at uh, transfer point want to point out to you is that the the beta 1 3d glucan is available from several different sources and what they want to do is advise you which source to go to, depending on where you're located, because it, as I found out recently, there is a distributor, for example, in the UK, in Great Britain. Uh, there's another one in Czechoslovakia, and there are a couple in uh, in uh, Southeast Asia, and there are several in the United States. So if you want to find someone, a, a good source for this, just go to the website, which is www.transferpoint.com the name of the company transferpoint.com and if you prefer you can call them in South Carolina of course they're on Eastern Time it's area 803-561-0342 and be sure and tell them I sent you well my other sponsor is a great company that I've known about for about nine years now Call Our Health Co-op and I enjoy working with these people a lot because I realize that they care about your health and they really want you to get healthy, and and the products that they put out are literally sold almost at their cost. Uh, It's about 5% or so over their cost for each of the supplements they sell, and every single one of the things they sell have been tested to make sure that it has in the product what it says on the container which is unique. I I don't know of any other supplement supplier that does this, believe me. Uh, So the two things I recommend for cancer patients that they they supply you with are Heart Plus, which has vitamin C, L-lysine, and L-proline in it, which is very helpful for stopping the spread of cancer, along with the green tea extract, which it it helps that uh, process by about 30 percent, improves it uh, dramatically. So those two are wonderful, but they have lots of other things. What I would suggest you do is go to their website and look for the things that you are now buying from some other source and compare the prices here. And what you'll find is that their prices are usually much less expensive and the quality of their product is much higher than where you're getting it now. So the website is called makinghealthaffordable.com and uh, their order desk if you prefer to call them in Florida is 1-800-667-0781 from outside the United States again these folks ship all over the world so try area 561-863-5300 well stay tuned now folks I have coming up for you one of the best interviews I've uh, had about health in general and your health in particular ever I think Uh, this is one of the best ones this is Dr Douglas Cook, stay tuned because he has a message for you that is very personal and very much applies to you. Almost all of us need to learn this particular lesson, and of course you need to buy his book to get the whole story. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Well, hello folks, I'm back, and I have a an interesting guest for you today. In fact, one of the people I've been looking forward to interviewing for some time now since I read his book uh, a couple of weeks ago, or started reading it. I just finished it about a, a week ago, actually. Uh, his name is Dr. Douglas Cook. He's a dentist from northern Wisconsin, a little town called Suring, which is actually north of Green Bay, Wisconsin. It's pretty much up in the in the northern reaches. Uh, but Dr. Cook is one of the finest dentists, I think, in the country, from what I've been able to discover, particularly from reading his book, and I, I know you'll agree with me after you hear him talk and hear what he has to say about it, so you definitely want to listen to this, folks. Whether or not you think you have any dental problems, I'm pretty sure you do, and I'm pretty sure you need to know what he's going to tell you. Dr. Cook is about my age, uh, and is certainly in the same uh, generation as me. Uh, and graduated from Marquette School of Dentistry back in 1954. He was in the Air Force for a couple of years as a dentist uh, in Germany. And in, in 1956, he came back to Wisconsin to his home and, where his dad had been a dentist for 50 years and started his own dentistry. And uh, he's practiced there ever since for 55 years. And believe it or not, this gentleman for 35 years has been a holistic dentist, who uh, I define as a dentist who is more concerned with your health than your smile. Uh, He has presented more than 20 seminars on dental materials and something called a computerized electrodermal screening uh, mechanism, which we'll talk about, but he's presented these seminars in Asia, Mexico, Australia, Canada, all over the United States. A very very knowledgeable person if you'd like to see a video of Dr. Cook you can see that it's a a video of a TV interview he did last month actually and it's on his website which is uh, www.dentistryhealth.com dentistryhealth.com don't go there now and look at the video because you want to listen to this interview believe me you will find it valuable thank you Dr. Cook for joining me and and for helping folks out today
4: Thank you, Bill, for having me.
3: Oh, we're delighted to have you. I guess uh, I'll start you off with one uh, simple quote-unquote question here. What do you find is the most common dental work that causes people problems with their health?
4: Well, the most common thing are metals, metal fillings, the gold, the um, non-precious metal, which contains nickel, and then, of course, the silver mercury amalgam fillings, which is common. And the next thing is the composites, the white filling material, which contains aluminum oxides, iron oxides, fluoride, and sometimes barium. All of those seem to be very toxic to the patient's whole system.
3: Wow. And, of course, uh, most dentists use these kind of materials without realizing what you've learned about how harmful they are to the person's health. Why is that? Is it just pure ignorance? Is, there, is, oh, yeah. not, uh, tr- is it dentists not trained in this subject in dental school, for example?
4: Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Uh, I, would, I would so much like to see this in the dental school where these young dentists coming out of school start out on the right foot, uh, considering the health of the patient by using the most compatible filling materials available, And those are the ones that don't contain these metal oxides and don't have metal in them of any kind.
3: Oh, be darn. So all metals can be harmful, then. Is that right? It doesn't matter whether the person is sensitive Uh, to it or not, I guess.
4: Yeah. uh, Another thing are the implants now that they're doing uh, routinely. And uh, then there's an instrument called the CEREC machine, which a computerized robot cuts the inlay or crown uh, from a block of material, uh-huh. but the material contains iron oxide and aluminum oxide, which are not compatible. I see. It's, it's a wonderful, fast way of doing it, but are you considering the patient?
3: Yeah, right. Well, tell us an example, if you would, of, of uh, metal oxides or something, something similar, a metal problem, uh, that has caused some kind of uh, problem with the patient's health. Uh, just a, an example.
4: Many examples, and uh, the one that I can think of is a lady with head pain for 30 years. Oh boy! It uh, started out when she was about 17 years old. She had gone to Mayo Clinic and our local clinics around here, and everybody looked, checked her over, but didn't look in the mouth. Oh, boy. And when she came here by on a recommendation of a medical doctor in Green Bay. Uh, she brought her x-ray, and I took a look at it, and I said, oh, my goodness, this may be really easy. Oh, boy. So I, I took a look, and here on the eye tooth on the right, the upper tooth, and the lateral right next to it, and, of course, there's the central, uh, the, the two teeth had root canals on them. Oh, so boy. I used local anesthetic, asked her if I could just freeze that up and see if we could stop her head pain. Well, she was a little persnickety about it, that you aren't going to help me attitude. <laughs> and uh, so I, she said, Go ahead. So I, I did. And within about 30 to 45 seconds, the head pain was gone. Oh, boy. She had, she had consulted 33 doctors. Oh, my. I was goodness. the 34th. Oh. And, and it was so simple.
3: Nobody had ever explored the mouth as the cause of her pain? No, they didn't. Incredible. Well, that sort of tracks with the, my experiences. You know, I've talked to thousands of people on the phone about their cancers all over the world. And I always ask them that question. Has the cancer doctor ever asked you about your dental health? The answer is always, 100% of the time, no. Now, how much sense does that make? You know, to me, this is the, the obvious number one source of all degenerative conditions is what happens in the dentist's chair the typical dentist chair, not yours, obviously. But, uh, and I can't believe that doctors have no knowledge at all of this and don't even want to know about it, apparently. I mean, I, they figure they're in one universe, and you and other dentists are in another one, I guess. I don't understand it, yeah. but there it is. Well, that that's really very interesting. What about uh, root canal-filled teeth in general? You mentioned she had well, a couple all, of those.
4: all root canals uh, are uh, treated, you know, carefully but they're all infected before they're treated and after they're treated. They never get better.
3: Isn't that amazing? Yeah, 100% of them, 100% are infected. I think that's a a good statement. That's what uh, Boyd Haley says, and I agree with him completely with my experience. It's always related to the cancer, uh, the root canal filling, and brain tumors are frequently caused by upper jaw uh, root canals and other problems. Uh, Incredible.
4: Well, another major consideration is the electricity in the fillings. Yeah. It's called oral galvanism. Yeah. And uh, this is only a short distance from our brain, Mm -hmm. but it affects the entire system. And uh, this patient came in from Fond du Lac, which is about two hours south of us, with body pain. Yeah. So bad that once a week he'd get a shot of morphine just so he could have a couple hours of being pain-free. And nobody could help him, so a medical doctor from Milwaukee sent him to me, and his wife being a registered nurse, she was just sure I was not going to help him, and I wanted to go on vacation with the money I would make from changing his fillings. (laughs) So we took out three fillings, and that night he could tell her exactly where the pain left his body. So that was encouraging, and then they came back and continued to have the rest of the fillings out. We finished him, and he was 98% pain-free. No kidding. And uh, about three years later, when they came in for their checkup, he told me he was going to commit suicide if I hadn't helped him. No
2: kidding. Well, I,
4: I always, when I'm giving this at a seminar, I tell them, the people, that I saved another taxpayer (laughs)
3: <laughs> I'm sure you've saved a lot of them. Uh, you know, there are a few doctors that uh, understand the importance of what you're doing and how how common it is for dental work to contribute to people's ill health and so on. Uh, I wanted to quote from your the forward to your book. By the way, the book, folks, that you can buy through the website that I gave you, DentistryHealth.com. The book is called Rescued by My Dentist by Dr. Douglas Cook, the gentleman I'm talking to, and he has done a wonderful job of of summarizing his experience with this, much more so than we can cover here, with all kinds of dental problems and lots of pictures in it of what the dental problems look like, what kind of problems they cause, and case studies of literally hundreds of people that he has helped with their, their dental work. One of the things he uses which we're going to talk about is computerized electrodermal screening and he has done seminars on this and one of the attendees was an MD which is is one of the special MDs in the world I'm sure who understands completely the importance of dental work and how it relates to your health. His name is Dr. Simon Yu and he is from St. Louis an MD what he says is, I was fortunate to be introduced to CEDS, that's Computerized Electrodermal Screening, by Dr. Cook at that energy medicine conference for dentists. He says, I was skeptical at first. I came back for another conference on SEDS. My skepticism was done away with. The meridians and the energy fields that I learned about changed my practice of medicine forever. Practicing medicine became fun fun. And patients got well. That's Dr. Simon Yu. Uh, There's another doctor I want to quote for you. Dr. Tom Stone, another MD, who believes, as we're talking about here, that this is a super important part of health and healing. He attended a conference on energy medicine and dentistry that uh, Dr. Cook put on in Chicago in 1996. And what he said is, I know you dentists are killing my patients. He said, I just want to find out how you are doing it. (laughs) So those are a couple examples of of good MDs. There are not very many of them around, folks. Uh, I'll try to help you find some if you you want to give me a call, but uh, believe me, they're kind of rare. Uh, We were talking before a little bit about uh, a very common problem that you've discovered having to do with high-speed drilling. Dr. Cook, would you explain that?
4: Yes a relatively a simple concept, the spinning of the drill at high speeds of 350,000 RPMs creates a vacuum in the dental tubules oh, yeah. and pulls the little nerve right out of the tubule. They call them odontoblasts. Oh, yeah. And uh, then the bacteria can go down the dentinal tubule and kill the tooth. So okay. a lot of teeth, I believe, are dead or dying in people's mouths. And they don't always have to produce a clinical symptom like pain. I see. But they can affect the organ system that the tooth is related to. Okay. So this is uh, an important factor. A lot of dentists won't go to low-speed drilling because they think it cuts into their bottom line.
3: They yeah, do lose money. It, it, it takes longer, I guess.
4: Uh, what, what, is
3: a, what is a low-speed drill like, low, what RPM?
4: Low-speed low drills should not run more than 20,000 RPM.
3: I see, so way below the 350,000 oh. RPM of a typical high-speed drill. And, and, you know, this is very, very harmful to teeth, obviously, high-speed drilling. Uh, and I've heard this from several other dentists, by the way, so this is not your, uh, you alone, certainly. Uh, so this is one thing to look for. If you're if you're going to any kind of dentist, folks, uh, by all means, ask them what the speed is of the drill they're using and why. Uh, we've talked a little bit about the dental materials at the start of the interview here, but I want you to talk to about some of the specific dental material problems, uh, things like cadmium and so on that cause people problems where they think they're getting some dental work that's, uh, that's perfectly clean.
4: If you look up in, uh, you can look it up on the internet. Um, uh, nickel, yeah, and it'll tell you about how it's cancer-producing. So that's used a lot in crowns and bridges and partials, where the metal framework is put in to the mouth, and then they put uh, teeth in the spaces that are empty, and you know, cook it for a period of time to give them a replacement. Uh, Part for their missing teeth. Yeah. But the metal crosses the midline of our body. Okay. And then the energy field is interrupted. Everything is energy. To make this whole concept clear, if we can think energy about everything. Yeah. The sun is energy.
3: Um, Yeah, the whole whole universe, actually. (laughs) Our
4: our cell phones are... You know, our iPads, everything's energy. Sure. And if you don't have a compatible um, energy field between the dental materials and the patient, then it causes a disruption in all these organ systems and how they function.
3: It's interesting because most of the organs in the body, when you think about it, are divided in two. You know, the the brain, uh, certainly the mouth, but all of the organs, like the lungs and... And, uh, you know, the, the testicles in men, the ovaries in women, uh, uh, all of, a lot of the organs are divided in two on either yeah. side, and you break that energy flow up and you get problems, I guess.
4: Yeah, and then they're, they're of course, with the Chinese, have figured all, all this out with their knowledge of acupuncture, and each organ system has a companion organ.
3: Yeah, okay. Like
4: lung and large intestine. Uh-huh. You know, the heart and the small intestine. I see. So uh, each part is related to each other and all on these acupuncture meridians Mm -hmm. or energy fields. And I explain it this way, that if you looked at the wiring in your house, this is kind of like what's in your whole system all connected together. Oh, boy. And so when one part is worked on or creating a problem, it can affect the whole system. Yeah, it's like this gentleman with the body pain that needed the morphine to stop his pain. He could tell exactly where. Every time I took out fillings, he'd say, it's gone here, or it's gone there. I'll be there. And so, it's, it's so we're so interrelated.
3: Yeah, and it's it's actually a two-way street between the organs themselves and the teeth, I guess. Uh, yes, it Organ is. imbalances can cause tooth imbalances. Is that true?
4: That's right. That's, that's the way we have to look at it. Is it the tooth causing the problem, or is it the organ system causing the problem? Mm-hmm. And with the electrodermal screening, uh, this can be detected. At least it can be uh, figured out what is doing the bad thing to that person.
3: Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, the, interesting. We need to discuss uh, the computerized electrodermal screening. I guess uh, the term CEDS is used for that a lot. Is that, do, do most dentists have that available now to screen people with?
4: They, they can they can get it, and uh, the most, most important thing is that they realize it's a biofeedback instrument. I see. When you check these conductance points on the hands and feet related to organ and tissue systems, you can tell whether there's a balance or an imbalance these organs and tissue systems related to the teeth.
3: I see. The, there is a particular response of the machine then as it relates to the, the, the jaw problems? Is that That's true? right.
4: Hmm, the instrument sends out a little signal through these conductance points and then that organ system related to that conductance point sends back an equal and like signal balancing the system and when it's uh, affected or infected, it can't send back the same energy signal, uh-huh. and then we can see the inflammation I see. or the aggravation
3: okay. that is
4: taking place with that system.
3: Okay, and so that but that would tell you that the organ itself is out of balance as well as the tooth connected to it.
4: Uh, it could be the organ. Uh-huh. Or it could be
3: the tooth. I see. So then, and
4: could be both.
3: Yeah. Okay. Then you take a look at that particular tooth. And it, what most people don't realize is that all thirty-two positions in your jaw, where they're either teeth or you've had teeth before, are directly connected to a set of organs in your body. Each tooth is intimately connected to organs, and believe me, uh, this is important to understand, folks. If you're having a problem. If you just look at a chart, and I have one available, it's, it's also in your book, uh, a chart showing this relationship, uh, it might give you a clue as to whether you've got a, a problem with your jaw that's affecting your organ, or vice versa. Interesting. Yep. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the subject of a dry socket. Okay, I hear this quite a bit from people. They're aware of it. They've heard the term, but they're not sure what it is. Can uh, you tell one us?
4: Second. Anybody who's had one will know that they're <laughs> extremely painful.
3: Yeah, they are. You know,
4: and uh, what happens is when a tooth is removed and there are fillings in the other teeth that are not compatible, the socket where the tooth is removed does not heal well. I see. And can create this extreme pain. And I devoted a whole chapter uh, to dry sockets. And uh, it tells the dentist exactly the medication to get and how to treat that. And by the clock, you can set it for 10 minutes after placing the medication, and the pain will be gone. Oh, my. My father learned that from a uh, oral surgeon in Milwaukee in the early 1920s.
3: I'll be darn. Yeah,
4: but... And so we've uh, carried it right through up till now, and hopefully now more dentists will use it.
3: So it's related to the surrounding teeth, then is that right?
4: It can be related to the fillings that are not compatible because uh, it won't okay. allow the socket to heal. I see. Again, it gets back to the same thing we're talking about—the energy and its compatibleness with the person's own energy field.
3: Yeah, I assumed that you know that it was—it had something to do with in, the infection of the jawbone or or something. Uh, that hadn't been cleaned up, but thats is that not true?
4: Well, that's that's part of it, because uh, you, unless you can get in there and check it to find out if you've got all the infection out, it perpetuates itself and can be a real problem to the patient's health.
3: Oh, sure. Uh, well, a cavitation, really, uh, we need to discuss that term a little bit too. A cavitation is kind of a hole or a hollow place in the jaw caused by Uh, infection of the jawbone, is it not?
4: That's right. It's where a tooth had been removed, and then the area heals over the top. Yeah. And if the surgeon opened it and looked at the bone, it looks perfectly healthy. But under this hard layer of bone, they call it the cortical bone, there's a soft, mushy area where the infection is sitting and creating a disturbance with the health of that patient.
3: Yeah, I saw that in my own wife when it was her jaw was opened by this friend of ours that, that cleaned it up, and it it just looked like soup in there where she'd had a, about three root canals in this one area in her lower right jaw. Before I ever learned anything that I know now about about how harmful those are, well, obviously there are lots of problems. You do not obviously recommend implants. Can you tell us why?
4: Well, uh, one of the major factors in implants is the actual material the implant is made of. Right, okay. And that material in there, the energy is not compatible with the patient's energy. And I have not found one good implant material. Really? So these dentists who are put them, putting them in are mechanically excellent.
3: Yeah, yeah.
4: And functionally excellent. Yeah. But it does have an effect on the energy of that patient.
3: Yeah, but what, what I've found is that most dentists are are like mechanics of the jaw. They're pretty well trained as an auto mechanic in fixing something that's uh, broken or wrong, but they do not understand the relationship of the jaw to the rest of the body. Is that true?
4: Oh, that's very true. Of course, uh, you get back to dental school, and they don't, you know, have any courses related to that subject.
3: Yeah, well, I, I don't want to... Cause any any uh, problems here at all, but uh, people on this show know that I've talked uh, a couple of times, maybe three times uh, altogether, to Doctor Hal Huggins, and I've mentioned him frequently, and I I refer people to him and and the people that he recommends and so on. What do you think about his approach to dentistry in general? Well,
4: uh, he uses the allergy testing method using a blood sample, right? And I have not found that really um, adequate to check these people who have environmental sensitivities or electromagnetic frequency problems. Oh, really? And so the best that I've found is using the electrodermal screening, where you check through a computer yeah. the energy of the patient against the energy of the filling materials. And he, he and I just don't see it the same in the same light.
3: Yeah, sure. Well, it's interesting. Nobody knows it all, and it seems like you have uh, more knowledge than almost any dentist I've talked to, literally, uh, Dr. Cook. I admire you. I'm talking to Dr. Douglas Cook from uh, northern Wisconsin, a wonderful dentist who's written a book that all of you need to read, by the way. It's called Rescued by My Dentist, and you can go to his website, which is simply DentistryHealth.com, and you'll find a lot of information there about Doctor Cook, but mostly about his experience, including a lot of pictures of the type of dental work that he's run into that's caused people health problems and how he's has helped them with it. And of course I think you should get the book and read it because believe me, everyone should have this information for themselves and their loved ones, really. It's super important. I don't know anything regarding health, frankly, that is more important, Doctor Cook, honestly.
4: Well and what like to do is combine uh, Dr. Yu's knowledge of the dental field uh, for his patients. And of course, uh, he in turn has written a book of uh, Accidental Cures, the name of his book.
3: Accidental Cures. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. His name is uh, Dr. Simon Yu, Dr. Yu. Uh, He's written the foreword to Dr. Cook's book, which as you'll read when you get that. And, uh, He is a very responsible M.D. that knows the importance of dental work, and I'm going to get to know him better and refer people to him, believe me. He's in St. Louis, uh, centrally located in the country where almost anybody can go to him if they want to take the time and and trouble to do that, because believe me, it's worth it. Um, I usually, as I talk to people all over the world, these dentists like you are so rare, Dr. Cook that I have to refer people to someone usually a thousand miles or more from where they live. Uh, I've found very few dentists in in, uh, the United States, I I don't know three or four dozen at the most, uh, that I would trust somewhat to refer people to and and none of them know at all. Uh, I went to one in in South Texas myself back last July and had my Mercury amalgams taken out. Uh, I didn't have as many as you. I understand you had 37 mercury amalgams at one time. Is that right?
4: Yes, I did. And <laughs> boy, I was one sick person. I bet you were. Yeah. A lot of sinus problems, intestinal problems, yeah, uh, thinking problems, eyesight. Okay. Hmm. So these filling materials don't have any preference. You know, they affect <laughs> from one end to the other and can yeah. be. Uh, uh, very bothersome to us. To I think the electricity in these fillings also is a big issue. And I developed an instrument called the oral potential meter. Okay. Quite a few dentists have purchased that instrument. Yeah. And then they can measure the millivolts, microamps, and microwatts times seconds, or the voltage, the amperage, and the energy in that filling. Okay. And it's so good because the patient can actually see on the instrument these numbers.
3: I see, yeah. And they
4: should be, uh, the millivolts should be one, or ten, and the microamps, one, Uh and the microwatts time seconds, a .01. I see. And when we're above that, especially in the amperage, there's a specific number of ions, leave the filling per second yeah, and go into our system, just like electroplating. I see. I don't know how many are familiar with that, plating, but it's the movement of these metallic ions. And with it, it takes the calcium from the enamel with it. So that's your start of decay along the edge of these mercury fillings. I see. Now, for years, I wondered, why does that break down right where a patient can brush and clean? yeah and sure enough here's the margin between the filling and the tooth it's just like it's opening up slowly and then of course once it does everything in the world falls in there and starts rampant decay
3: oh boy yeah well these dental problems are so prevalent uh, almost everybody that i talk to has them uh big time and many of the things that you've mentioned i have not even been aware of. i learned a lot from reading your book, frankly, Uh, Dr. Cook. It's uh, wonderful uh, to have your experience, and I just hope you can pass it on to some, some young dentists who will learn from your experience that you can mentor. I mean, this would be wonderful if you could get a whole group of them together. And teach them everything you know, believe me, because we need you people, and we need a lot more of you. We need to clone you somehow <laughs> 10,000 times if we can and spread you around the world.
4: <laughs> well, that would be nice. But, uh, <laughs> right. I believe the book will help so many uh, uh, patients and health professionals, medical, dental, uh, the naturopath, the chiropractors, the right. acupuncturists because they all have to be aware of how important the oral cavity is in the health of their patient.
3: Well, I've certainly learned that, you know, the book and the website and so on are a great way to reach people literally all over the world. I mean, none of us can reach them all, but at least you're getting to to more people. And I want uh, the folks listening to this to get a hold of your book, share it with your relatives, be sure, And read the entire book because you'll learn an awful lot of things from it, believe me. Uh, I like the quote from your dad. Uh, Your father, even though he put 37 mercury fillings in your mouth, uh, was a wonderful dentist, too, for 50 years. And uh, obviously being the dentist's son didn't make you uh, immune to the problems that dentists cause. But one of the things he said, which I like very much in your book, he said, Give your body half a chance and it will take care of itself, which is very true, I think. Uh, We can heal ourselves if we just kind of get out of the way and let our body do what it's designed to do and stop causing problems for it by the things we put in our mouth, including the dental work we get done and the kind of emotional issues we go through and so on that that, uh, cause imbalances in our health. And there are lots of them. What do you think, uh, just as a... I'll wrap up here a little bit, Doc. After somebody's had dental work done, like getting their mercury amalgams out like you had yours and I had mine out, what do you think about chelation after dental work is done? Is that something that's necessary?
4: Well, I, th- I think that's pretty vital um, because we all have a lot of heavy metals in us from air pollution and from, of course, dental work. So uh, the the issue there would be uh, this, uh, I don't know if you've ever come across her name, Sherry Rogers, medical doctor.
3: Oh, yes, I have heard of her, yes.
4: Yeah, her book on uh, Detoxify or Die, that's what I recommend people get a hold of that book and uh, read through it carefully and follow her suggestions in there, because she hits the heavy metal issue and uh, does a wonderful job of it and gives good directions. Oh, great. So, you know, that's what I do. I, I direct these my patients to uh, books that they can read. Really, the patient has to learn to take care of themselves. Yeah, absolutely. You know the old story, doctor, heal me, or doctor, show me how to heal myself. <laughs> and, of course, yeah. the, the heal me doctor, they never get better.
3: You got that right. Don't give me a fish. Teach me how to fish. <laughs>
4: okay. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs>
3: Well, how's the weather up there in uh, Wisconsin these well, days? Well, we've don't? had
4: one of the most beautiful days we've had so far.
3: Is it? Oh, yeah, wonderful. all
4: the Mayflowers are coming out.
3: Uh, I'll bet, oh bet.
4: beautiful.
3: i bet that's a wonderful part of the country in the summertime. I'm not sure. I'd like to trade places with you in the winter, but I've got to come see you. But uh, it's going to be in the summer. Okay. It, and thank you so much, Doc. It was cool. wonderful talking to you today, and you've helped people a lot with this information, believe me.
4: Well, I hope we have helped quite a few.
3: Oh, we sure have. Thanks very much. We'll talk to you you again soon. Bye bye now. Bye now. Thanks
0: for listening to How to Live Cancer Free with Bill Henderson.